All right, Jimmy. How we doing, bud? Summertime, man. Starting to feel like summer. You got your shades on? You're in your car? Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm out. And I don't know about beeping? the... Uh, I know. Why did that start happening? I was getting anything all day long. What's that all about? Just a couple texts. Man, you did change all of your uh, notifications from the default. Now, I don't know why that makes that sound. But anyway, I was talking about summer. starting to feel like summer. But it's still odd. It's like an awkward summer. For sure. You feeling that? Yeah, it's like a summer, but you're not allowed to experience it. Yeah, and I, I hate that, that that moment was taken away from everybody. That last day of school. Last day of school is the best. It really is. Remember walking in there, just, God, I'm not doing anything today. And your teachers were not doing anything either. Everyone was just loose. And some of them, I feel like it was just a formality. Like, I remember being a grade school kid. And I mean, it was like, you were there for like 45 minutes. Oh, on that yeah. last day. It's, a, it's so always unnecessary. Why are we getting up? We already have our report cards. It's just so you wake up. I feel like it's the only reason you do it. We got to be there at 7.50 and then we're getting dismissed at 8.05. Just but to we mark were... a day. <laughs> but man, that meant pancakes or something. That meant you were out early enough to, to go out for breakfast. Oh, definitely. Now on the other end of it too, as a parent, you're like, oh, I got to do something. This is, this is a moment. <laughs> High school, they would get a little different because you'd like, you'd have finals, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone would get out at like, dude, I'm done tomorrow, 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, really? I got one at I got one on Thursday at two. Oh, dude, I'll be waiting for you. You guys didn't still have like one day after finals. You all went back. I don't think so. I think we were dismissed from our final final okay. in high school. I felt like we did. Because it was like that one last ditch effort to like, uh, you know, could everyone to sign your yearbook? You know, you oh yeah, that, right. Have that summer movie moment that uh, was always so much more dramatic. Like last day of school was cool, but it was never as cool as they made it sound in the movies. Definitely, because there it's like this is your last chance to get laid. <laughs> that sign in a yearbook moment is sign in a comedy wall moment. So where we talked about all that pressure, and then you'd like have somebody taking time and you're like come on dude there's someone else over there i like so much more <laughs> i'm gonna miss them i got your it's like you get you miss getting walter payton's autograph because you stopped to talk to sean gale i mean i like you sean gale but come on that's sweetness is sorry right. right i feel like in this case like sweetness was like in a cheerleader uniform or something though <laughs> The worst part about that whole analogy is I went to an all-boys high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> then, then the sweetness Sean Gale works better. I forgot about that part. That's such a weird experience to me. Because, okay, so in a co-ed high school, you know, you have that, you get all your yearbook signatures. And some of them be like, keep in touch and like give you their number. I've called on that number and been like, <laughs> why are you calling me? Well, you said to keep oh, yeah. <laughs> like <I've> been, <laughs> it's me. I got bluffed. You wrote, you wrote this. There's my receipt. <laughs> she was like, no, I didn't mean it. I just write that in people's yearbooks. I bet you could go back to a lot of uh, inappropriate yearbook comments that people wrote that will come back to haunt people. I'm sure. I don't think my yearbook was uh, 
very politically correct? No, no, the world wasn't. Uh, it's funny when you like, I pulled up Doogie Howser, I tell you that for the kids and stuff that like flew then, where now you're like, like, what could be this is kid, this kid doctor delivers baby at mall. This is Duke, love Doogie at mall. Vinny coming through the window, but like the first scene, Doogie's like killing it at the doctor, uh, at the doctor building at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't age well, and Doogie Hauser is fine. <laughs> And Doogie is like the, uh, you know, I'm watching with the kids and the the woman he's working with, she's like, you know, 30, 28, 30. Doogie's like 15 and she's ready. The first act, first five minutes, she's ready to take care of Doogie. Really? And like a empty OR. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Why do I not remember that about the show? Because we were blind to that. It was all around us. Every, everything that was so normal. Right? That's what's funny about going back and looking at the stuff. You're like, oh, that wouldn't fly today. That's incredible. I would have thought Doogie was so much cooler. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the writers were trying to tell us that Neil, Pat- Neil Patrick Harris was gay. <laughs> <laughs> he was. They were signaling. Don't worry. This is so far beyond the realm of possibility. <laughs> it's not even offensive. <laughs> Every dad at home watching with their kids in was like, what, is he gay? Come on. <laughs> To be young again, you got to take that opportunity. And Doogie's uh, dad was a total, I don't remember his dad being such a dick. He was like such a dick. I don't remember his parents. I, like, I remember their roles on the show, but I don't remember who played them. I think the dad was in Hill Street Blues. Okay. You would, rec- you would recognize him. I just uh, remember Doogie, Vinny, and uh, that computer. Doogie used to <laughs> use as a journal. Oh, right. Didn't bang an OR nurse today. <laughs> but things are still looking up. <laughs> Did wear my parachute pants to cure cancer. My friend Vinny has an audition for The Sopranos. I hope he gets it. <laughs> yeah, do you see him pop up? That's great. It's such a great... I mean, they have such random... Just like, oh, we're just supposed to pretend this is not the guy from Wings. He's right. Chris's best friend in rehab. Like, I mean, it's weird to have people who are already someone else show that's up great, there and uh, have to act like it's not a thing. That's a great storyline. Chris and that writer. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting back into it. Cause he was only there for one episode and I was like, I oh, okay. he was more prominent than this, you know? And then uh, now I'm like, Oh yeah. Like Chris just uh, went and found him at his acting class. But the only thing I do want to say about that show, um, because I don't want to bore people with 20-year-old television any further, is I lost it the other night when I was watching, and AJ's like, I got kicked out of college. And Carmela's like, while your father's in a coma. (laughs) It was the ultimate one. (laughs) We've talked about him before. It was like, it's your grandmother's house. But like, like, he could have avoided doing it while his dad was in a coma. That, like is that where you're at coming. now in the coma? Yeah. That's like, that's how life feels right now. I, I can relate to those, those like purgatory episodes. Have you had to get through a couple of those yet? Oh my God, they're hell. They're rough. I feel like that's our life now. Try watching that to get away from this. I know, it's got to be tough <laughs> oh, even, to be consuming right now. Even Tony's trapped, cool. He's stuck. Yeah, the, um, the people are going to tolerate us talking about an old show, Jim. We've talked about Wilford Brimley on here like three times. It's like one of our prominently 
I was at my parents the other day. My mom made a Wilford Brimley reference about our podcast. Oh yeah, you talked about him. By the way, my mom and my uh, sister-in-law both. Oh, we Jim is the best. Oh, it's so love nice. Love Jim. He's so. So you got you got everybody fooled, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, McGann Clan. <laughs> I I get it too, man. I talk to my family, and uh, they. I don't know. They'll either they'll they'll like talk or like they'll say something that you said to me on the podcast, and I'm like, I forgot that happened. I got to be honest. Yeah, because you're never listening. <laughs> That's the hardest thing about doing this podcast is <laughs> actively listening and then also being like, oh, I'm gonna switch gears here. And we either have to get better at that or start preparing. But no, <laughs> knowing us, it's gonna be the former. Preparing is overrated. So yeah, I was down there. Went to see my my folks. Brought the kids. We also saw um, Sarah's sister. They put in a pool at their place. So we went over there and that was great. So it's nice to start kind of, you know, getting, but we're still not going to sure. the, these par- every party. Like right. there's kids having birthday parties and it's like RSV pandemic. <laughs> RSV pandemic. That's what I want to do. The uh, <laughs> That should be an option. Like, I don't want to talk about it. But it's just RSV pandemic, dude. That's just, let's leave it at that. We're not coming to your backyard with 30 other people. I like that RSV pandemic. I've been trying to come up with what the, uh, like, what do we call the post-corona world or post-COVID world? Because I feel like PC is already taken. I think yeah, we right? should go with POCO. <laughs> POCO? Mm-hmm. That's I think not it's bad. The, right? That's my first haircut, POCO. Or the V world, vaccinated world. V, VW, but Poco is pretty cool. That's the Tiguan. Some, uh, the Tiguan. <laughs> the VW. The Passat. <laughs> Dude, I just heard that. Talk about making such a leap. I heard that. Is it Australians? They call us uh, tanks. Tanks. Why? Oh no, no. I'm sorry. They call Americans seps. Seps. S E P. All right. S E P. Follow this. They call us Seps because we're Yanks. Americans are Yanks. And Yanks rhymes with tanks and septic tanks. Seps. That's where they, that's the lineage. That's the, how they trace the nickname, which is not very flattering. Not at all. If you're keeping score. It rhymes with Yanks and your shit. So Seps. <laughs> How long have they been calling us this? I don't know. I think there's haven't really said it about me, but I've heard a couple call you Sep. But I like did you defend for that? I told them that my uh, mom and sister in law love you. (laughs) That you're a good guy. That's what I would have brought up. You're an easy listen. You're easy on the ears. Could not agree more. That's I've never heard this Seps. I'm going to start calling us Seps now. Not like you and I just. Americans, the ones it's I don't. Horrible. Like. It's worse than fibs. Do their do their septic tanks go the other way in Australia? You know how their toilet bowls do. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, they, they have to go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. A little counterclockwise. Because they're not hurricane toilets; they're typhoon toilets. <laughs> Is that the difference between the two? Isn't the difference between a hurricane and a typhoon like this? The Top, were they at the top of the globe or the bottom of the globe? I don't know, though. I might be wrong. Oh, a couple of seps like us aren't here to figure out. 
Science. By the way, fibs, fibs for people not from the Midwest is fucking Illinois bastards. That's what yeah. people around, mostly Wisconsin people call us that, right? Parts but of they Michigan say it too. in Michigan too. Mm-hmm. I've heard some parts of Indiana use it, which kind of sucks to be like the shitty ones of the seps. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to be the most hated of the hated. I never took offense to that. I was like, I'm not from sh- Illinois. I'm from Chicago. I, Illinois does suck. We agree. Oh, oh, that's, why. <laughs> oh that's why they think so poorly of us. <laughs> that attitude. Yeah. 51. 51? The 51 movement makes Chicago a state. <laughs> Some people want to do that somewhere. That's amazing. Is that Texas? Probably. I feel like they want to always ready to break off and do their own thing. <laughs> Very independent. Just say the word. We're out. They're just, they're like that, uh, that family member that keeps threatening to move out, <laughs> but they can't go anywhere. <laughs> Even the way you just said they're very independent. It sounds like that one cousin who like never shows up past like 16. You're not sure if they still live with their parents. She's very independent. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I remember when that guy went on Survivor and you could only bring one thing and he brought the Texas flag. No. And everybody in Texas was like, that's awesome. <laughs> Everybody he else did go like, on to win a night thing too. He did win it too, I think. Did he really? Oh, okay. Then they have every right to talk shit. Oh yeah. And he did beat watch all that, of that you with time? just a flag. That's the logo of the show too, right? Is that the first one? Well, the first one what maybe he didn't win. No, no, no. Now people are gonna be mad. He lost maybe to Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch was the first winner. I think that sounds familiar. And I think that this guy was on that. Kobe. He was later in Curb playing himself as a survivor juxtaposed to a Holocaust survivor. It's a great episode. I was thinking about a reality show. If if ever there was a time to do a reality show, they should follow with this vaccine, the progress of it. That's a great idea. Contaminate the labs with camera crews. You know you could get some people to volunteer too. Like They're going to inject me with the virus and I'm going to get this medicine. Stay tuned. Like People would participate and watch i think oh yeah they would i would absolutely watch that i get hooked on the wrong reality shows i watched one a couple years ago that i feel like i'm the only person who watched where it was um these people have to like go off the grid for 14 days and not get caught by the government and they've got like all these former fbi and everything trying to track them around the world and uh or like around the country and first of all, it is terrifying what they can find out about us very easily. That sounds great. What is this? Oh, God, I forget what it was called. It was on CBS too. And it like I think debuted, I remember you telling me about this a while ago. Like it debuted after the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and it was incredible. I watched the whole season. I was the only one. God, I can't think of what it was called for the life of me. I'll find it. But it was great. But it's all these former like FBI and and you know they're just great if you got a text from an unknown number right now (laughs) just told me the the name of the show oh that's awesome (laughs) but this isn't even like recording live would make it even (laughs) creepier (laughs) haunted 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 their job is to to remember they were these guys they they were hunting around (laughs) what's that one movie where the guy hunts deer (laughs) 
It wow, was uh, that's great. About three years ago, it premiered January twenty second, twenty seventeen, after the AFC Championship game. That's what it was, and uh, yeah. they have to like uh, and it premiered was, right after the Super Bowl. I was it close. Was awesome. I was very close, <laughs> and they have to try not to get caught. They're tapping your credit card records. No, What's the can, easiest way to? Uh, it's That's a they gotta drop your phone right away. Drop your phone. Drop your credit cards. Yeah, but then there's facial recognition technology that they have that they can find you on closed circuit televisions all over the place. Um, they have there are license plate readers all over the highway that'll just tell you if a license plate has gone past the location. Like there's all yeah. this shit that we don't know about happening. What, what did you learn from it? From when from when you go on the lamb? How how are you gonna lamb it? That I am not gonna last long. You're gonna surrender. You're gonna bear. You're going straight to the barricade. Really? I'm barricading from the beginning. I'm not even gonna random barricade somewhere else. What's the I'm point? I'm not gonna reactionary barricade. <laughs> I'm in it now. You know it's almost over when you hear that. Are they still chasing that guy? Well, he's barricaded. Oh, he's done. It might. It might take a couple people with him, but this is over. He's in a corner. He's cornered. I always felt that hiding under plain sight is the best, right? Are you required to like leave the state on this show or can you? No, but through social media, they're tracking everyone who knows anyone, you know, and like one group got found. It's just couples. It's like groups of two. One of them got found because of like a mutual friend request that they caught happening. One was You're on like, the lamb friend requesting people on the lamb. No, but like one of his friends requested one of her friends oh, and yeah. it was a suspicious pat, you know, they find it right away and they're like, wait a second, this just, you know, they just became friends. There's gotta be a connection there. They started following those two. There was one, it was just like two 20 year old guys who were like, we're just going to bang our way through South Carolina. And they figured out pretty quickly that they had gone off the grid. So they started just like putting wanted pictures of them all over Tinder Oh yeah, you figure they're like they're they're twenty year old frat guys, right? They know they're somewhere That's in smart. South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> so and sure enough, they were like they had met some girls and were shacking up with them. And one of the little sisters saw it on Tinder and called them into the cops. See, Tinder is productive in more than one way. Boom. <laughs> I mean, but how cra- you're I mean- going down? <laughs> we're crediting Tinder. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Do you have like I a like lot do, of? I'm starting to do a lot of uh, parody songs during the sequestering during I the lockdown. Where to God, that's what I was about to to ask you. I've got some new favorites. I uh, to Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock. I used my Swiffer today. <laughs> I was kidding. You really are doing this. You're yes. saying it. Saying it all. You said you said that like you had some. Your hip hop cred just went out the window. Wait a minute, you had that. That's the duet. That's the duet you're listening to. You Kid had the, show you girl. had you had that Tinder one so lined up <laughs> that you cannot act like you don't do that. I didn't have that lined up. Bull. Was just that was. Are you kidding me, dude? It was too. You're the one who brought up the Tinder story. I know, but it was too good of a. Uh, you've thought of that song before. You really no, don't sing parodies just, about things you're doing. Um. I, not a lot. It's amazing that you brought it up and it was it was exactly what I was about to ask you. <laughs> I feel like you do, but you realize how dumb I sound and now you're just leaving me hanging. And I respect that move. 
No, I'm trying to think where I wanted to ask you about that show, though, more about the uh, finding people and about what you would do if you had to go. Because I, I always heard, like I said, hiding in plain sight, like go to a big city and just blend in. Blend in, right? You've got to go somewhere where you don't have connections, I think is the big thing. Because otherwise they start narrowing all that down on people very, very quickly. So Toledo's out. <laughs> <laughs> Just spit that was so funny. Thank God no one's within six feet of me. That was a horrible comedy club in Toledo. Connections. <laughs> so brutal. Toledo and Lansing, I believe. I never worked a Lansing one. Yeah, I think I would just go to New York City and just... That's what Whitey O'Day did. Or not Whitey O'Day. Oh, my gosh. Whitey O'Day is like an Irish bar singer. Okay. You know Whitey O'Day? I don't. Whitey uh, Bulger did, right? He, just, he moved to L.A., Santa Monica. Just blend in with a bunch of old people. He was able to, able to do it for a while. I, I feel like after a while, getting caught has to be a relief. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, like every sure. person who calls or knocks on the door or something, all the time. Well, Whitey like, Bulger wanted to get caught. He was set up that Tinder account. And from that, it was over shortly after that. <laughs> just trying to get, <laughs> trying to get that, na- that nanny out in L.A. <laughs> would love to see like the investigation discovery show it's like well we just set the age range from 70 to 80 and uh, <laughs> he was the first one who popped up saw How that was, movie together man it was the last movie i've seen in a theater i love that how you say theater theater what was the last movie Sweet. you saw in a movie theater 1917 i think i saw that shortly before the lockdown i was on the road I saw that. It's on uh, Amazon now. You should see. You should watch that. That's, that's a good one. It's World War One. This mission. These two guys are on. I don't want to give too much of it away because it's pretty. It's like a one singular story kind of. But just these two dudes. I didn't even realize this when I saw the movie. But it's uh, one continuous shot. Oh which wow! Is, which is like been discussed and pointed out, and I just missed it. It's incredible. I, I think some people like go into it knowing that, so you can. Um, it's, it is incredible, but it's it's not literally one continuous shot. But the way it, the way that it it moves, it's one point of view. Like twenty minutes in, you you would kind of like for me. That's when it kind of was like this is different. I didn't realize what it was though mm-hmm. until afterwards. Where I was like, this is different. The way they're doing this, showing this to us, it's good. I feel like I need a list of which like what's worth watching, like a chronological history of the USA, from Civil War to Black Hawk Down. You know, I think that, um, again, to go to my, my guy, Ken Burns, those documentaries are just so good and so um, informative that it's like, it's like reading a bunch of books. Wow, that doesn't make it sound better. Well, how else are you going <laughs> to learn the history? You were talking about how you, what were you going to do? Watch movies? I'm just like, like, what are the pivotal ones from each war that I should see, you know? And oh, I hear you. Because I haven't Sorry. seen them. That's okay. But you know, I'll tell you what, though. Or you could watch enough TV that makes it feel like you're reading. I thought you meant history. No. Like, I've, how, how about Casablanca? Do you ever see Casablanca? I have not. No, I went out of my way to see that just because everything I read about it, and I never had seen it, but I watched it pretty, maybe two years ago. And uh, it's not bad. Did they just take it off TV? Of HBO? No, they may have. It was on there. Yeah, man. I was just about but to But it was it. Um, <laughs> Gone with the Wind they did. Yeah. I never saw that one. 
I watched like Apocalypse Now and I was like, this is the oldest movie I'll ever watch. I couldn't get through that. I, 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 I started watching it. I didn't hate it. I went through a little phase. A Brian De Palma phase? Mm-hmm. Started with, uh, who's the guy who did Mulholland Drive? He did China Beach. David Lynch. Okay. I was like, I'm going to become a cinema buff, you know? And like, I liked a David Lynch movie. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to watch all of them. I watched fucking Elephant Man and like, and pretended I liked all of them. And then <laughs> like, we started getting into De Palma and uh, what Scarface is great. Um, you know, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, but after a while, it's like, Ugh, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm living a lie. Yes, it's still for this long. <laughs> I want to see your hits and I'm out. What was the, um, what was the like age that you were doing this? This is probably, I think, uh, once around like 18, 19. And then again, maybe around 23, 24 high school. I had like a big Kevin Smith phase. So like, I've never seen, you know, I've never seen uh, platoon, but I've seen mall rats 35 times. <laughs> Oh, you like to watch it over and over. It's not that I never watched movies. It's just that I watched the wrong ones repeatedly. I think I watched Clerks a ton of times to like point of memorization. Yeah. And then I didn't like uh, Dog. Uh, dog it was Dogma? Dogma. Yeah. I think that's when I kind of tapped out on. Was it for you, huh? Was Mulholland Dry the one with um, Tony or not Tony um, Robbins? Tim Robbins? Um, no, this is uh, L.A. Mulholland Drive. Um, what am I thinking of? Ar- Arlington Road, maybe. Is that what that movie was called? Oh, yeah. Some, remember that movie? That was kind of weird. I do remember that. I feel like I may have seen that. That was during one of your phases? I think it was. Hey, that's Tim Robbins. <laughs> I, I, I loved that. <laughs> that was during my critic phase when I loved everything. I'm a Tim Robbins fan. That dude has been in a, a, quite a few movies that I've enjoyed. Is he still with Susan Sarandon? He was in Bull Durham. Shawshank. calls it. <laughs> Shawshank, for sure. Love that one. What else? Arlington Road. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely saw that. They were like terrorists, right? They were like domestic terrorists. Yeah, right. Yep, that man walking. Mystic picturing River? him as like a, uh, oh yeah, Mr. River was good. I don't I'm know. Picturing him as like a salesman at one time, like an old school. Was he? Um, Cadillac Man? Yes. <laughs> Who was in that? Is that Robin Williams with a great mustache? That was big hype, that movie. Yeah, that's Who Robin Williams with a that? great mustache. Now that sounds like a movie that's up my alley. No, he's got an alley. Two car salesmen, one mustache. Cadillac man. Tim Robbins is a great career. Is he still together with Susan Sarandon? I don't forced. know. I, uh, what do you think? You think they have staying power? What do you think it's going to be? I think they split, but it wasn't lickety. <laughs> it took a while. Tim Robbins and Lazy Rap King. Um <laughs> Split in 2009. They had a good go. Is there any way you ever would have gotten that lazy rap king? Lazy rap king? Mm-hmm. No. For Susan Sarandon? Oh, my gosh. 
Lazy Susan Saran wrapped on King. I don't know. I wasn't planning to hot dog Jefferson that up. That's a good one. Uh, lazy wrap lemon. I don't really know what's a better Don. King's too out there. You think a different type of wrap. I would just say it's uh, Tiny Baskin's wife. <laughs> I almost slipped to call him Tony Robbins earlier. Are you into that at all? I'm the not. motivational stuff. The uh, I get like occasionally. Come on. I'll, I'll see one. Do it. <laughs> I've never been into you those. So much potential. <laughs> Damn it! I'd be so mad if I'm cutting me <laughs> off like this. <laughs> like I'd unleash my potential if you'd let me talk. <laughs> I mean, I read a lot of like sales books and shit that get you motivated, but I don't, I'm not a fan of the. How do they motivate you, those books? I don't know. They'll, they'll at least give you like ideas and things that you should be trying and doing. And, and they'll give you different systems, give you different sales tools, you know, different way, ways to deal with your podcast partner. You know what I mean? Like just different <laughs> things to help Can you elaborate. Your life. No. Tell me about these motivating books. <laughs> I don't know. They're good. I mean, what do you want to know about them? You want me to get into them? No, I find that they are. Uh, I remember reading like a couple of those sales books and just some of them just like, you got to get people in the habit of saying yes. I think we talked about that before, those sales techniques. My buddy, uh, my college roommate loved the motivational stuff. The successories, like all that. The uh, It was, I remember he had a poster was like to... To improve yourself, you need to accelerate your ABCs. And then that like alphabetically every A was every letter was, you know, you know, A was a great start to every morning is breakfast. Isn't even B, a word. It's a B would be like breakfast is important. <laughs> C cereal <laughs> is something you should consider for your first meal, which is important. D donuts. Not the way to go. If you want to succeed. It wasn't that much about breakfast, but it, a lot of it was about starting your day off. <laughs> starting your day the right way. And I really think we should make a, a series of those like motivational cat posters that are all just centered around breakfast. Oh yeah, we should. <laughs> I blasted him about it at his uh, wedding. I was his best man. It was like probably one of the things that made me want to do stand up was after this best man speech I did for him. And I used, it was all the backdrop was this motivational bullshit. He used to hang up in our, in our room for four years. That's awesome. He, he had a list that I saved. It was like 10 things to make Dave a better person. And I just, I just read the list. It was like doing a corporate gig. <laughs> it was in retrospect. I was like, all I did was read what information I had on him. That's so great. He had like a list. Wear a hat as little as possible. <laughs> Say something positive to at least three people. I was with this guy nonstop. He never did any of this shit. Oh. Make make a list. He like make a list on there twice. A lot of list making in the motivational world. That's all they want, man. Well, you got to hold yourself accountable. You're not going to be able to get anything done if you don't have it written down. All of us have a champion inside of us. <laughs> You just had to pull it out. You got to make that choice every day. When you get up and look in the mirror, you make a decision. Please stop. Do I stare at my phone right now or make coffee first? What should I do? Or lay back in bed until Sarah gets up to make the coffee and then wake up. 
pretend to sleep till my wife does the work. <laughs> That's, I mean, you got a book in that. I, I respond to the motivational stuff. I mean, you know, you play sports and stuff. It's, it's fun. I, I, I do respond to that. Gets you fired up. But some of it is just like the, this giving them your money, like a guy like Tony Robbins or these, these guys are, some of that's just like, okay, you're oh, yeah. just to be a bazillionaire telling other people that about their potential. <laughs> what a fucking great, great job. What a great, you win, you scumbag. God bless you. <laughs> there, I read one recently that was uh, written by a uh, hostage negotiator. It's hard to relate that to selling hearing aids. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't have any other family members. I don't understand how this works. Did, it, did the uh, presentation end with a barricade? Someone... <laughs> <laughs> Me barricaded in the hearing aid office. <laughs> It's great. That is great. When they, have you ever followed those speakers at like uh, corporate events? I um I had to go in front of the guy from uh, twenty eight days. Thank God they switched it, so I went first. Um, Wait, the guy that saw, sawed his arm off? Yeah, at my company at the time. Um, Wait and, a minute, you had to go before him? Yeah. Whew. Actually, I didn't even know. I mean, it was it worked out well. There was someone else between us. You didn't even know. It was a cliffhanger. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that's really good. There was someone else between us who she had written a book and everything, and no one knew I was like getting up there and roasting our I, I didn't want to do it. And the president of the company's like, You're doing this. And I was like, No, thank you. And he was like, All right, well, we'll send you a ticket. We'll see you then. Oh, um, that's great. Was this your, your coming out party as a comic? Did people this yeah, did everyone at, know? Old, at an old gig? Yeah, they knew, but no one knew. Like I was at, like the global business conference. Right. And so, first of all, uh, half the audience speaks English. It's a small mm -hmm. detail. Um, so, and they didn't know I was about to do stand up either. And this was one where the HR guy was like, oh, I'm just going to tell them, you know, that you're up here to give a speech. And I was like, Larry, no, because they, they know I work here. <laughs> <laughs> they have to know what I'm doing. I can't just go up there and just start busting on people. Um, but yeah, the, uh, and I, and so he was like hours later in the agenda and, um, he got up there, he did the smart thing. He played off of how great I was and yeah, he did, but you know what? Like it's the move, right? Like you're that unbelievable. He works here. Oh my God. Like, and what do you uh, say? I had a hard time sitting there. I almost chewed my other arm off <laughs> getting through that fucking, <laughs> it would have been so much better. <laughs> Well, you, uh, had, you, had, you had killed it, so you was just riding your, riding your wave? Like, yeah, use that as his intro and everything, so, in his intro and everything, so it was cool. I mean, he was very, very nice, and, but, um, yeah, it was unexpected. I didn't expect him to be there for it. That was the movie, huh? 28 days, or was it hours? Oh, right. Was it 100 and something? Wait, I'm thinking of 48 hours. It was Eddie Murphy. Oh, was it? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. He can't follow you. You better be kissing your ass. 127 that hours. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. 127 hours. 127 hours. How many days is that? Uh, five and like five days, seven hours. He with a pocket knife too. That's the. He didn't like remember he had a saw. <laughs> he wasn't like, oh, I have a yeah. guillotine. You know, it wasn't like a quick thing. Like he had to, oh, a pocket knife. And hack away at that, huh? Wow. 
and you can't drop that knife. You can't. I wonder like when that becomes an option. I guess about the 127 hour mark. No. How long do you think it took to do? I mean, it had to be a few hours. That would be awful if you just, after 20 minutes, just started sawing his arm off and then <laughs> took him 125 hours. <laughs> he gets out of the, out of the rock and his wife's on the trail. Like we were just, we're here. She was I'm like here. napping. I have some Crisco and we're going to get you out of there. Oh, is that funny? I mean, to have that, oh man, where was he? Like a state park or a, yeah, I want to say, was it Arizona? National Park or something. Look, I didn't... And he was a, like, regular climber, this guy, right? hmm I didn't watch his set. I was too busy outside. Everyone telling me how great I had done. You didn't watch? You didn't watch his speech? <laughs> I just oh, crushed man. in front of my company. I literally got back in, and they're like, he was just talking about you. I was like, what? <laughs> what else is going on with you, man? Got my kids a new PlayStation game that I've been into a little bit. The show. I was talking to my brother-in-law last night about it. And he's like, dude, I'll play. We can get online. He's like, I love playing that. He said the same exact thing I did. When you pitch, it's like you're pitching a real game. Like you get mm-hmm. to pick. You got whoever the, whoever's on the mound. You have their pitches. You might have three pitches, four pitches. And you get to set up, you know, where you throw. It's just a, it becomes meditative. Sure. You get like kind of lost in the game. And it's just, I know I'm playing a game staring at a screen, but I'm not staring at my phone and being on, you know, Twitter and getting all <laughs> angry, pissed off or distracted or just, it's just a better, a better headspace. I get that. And it's man. fun because I'm in the White Sox every time I play and I'm like just loving the lineup, getting yeah. to know the bullpen. You're you like running the. The show, running the show. Wow, you were texting me pictures of the jerseys you were putting on these guys the other day. That's oh, I came up with a sweet. He puts clothes on these guys. He just dresses up as dolls. Like, that's got a PlayStation. It takes a while to start the game because I'm always like, what am I going to wear? <laughs> Hang on. I'm not just running out there like this. The game starts and it's just a bunch of uniforms all over a closet floor. No, I put him in like I put him in those like '83 retros, the one in uglies with the um, striped pants. Mm-hmm. They're looking good. It's hysterical. Did you? Uh, I did not. Did you watch the uh, new Thirty for Thirty that came out on the no. Sosa McGuire? I did not, and I saw some of the um, immediate feedback. It made me like. Not like I'm not in a rush to go check it out. I did want to see it though. I read about it, but then I heard I just read a couple things today that was like, eh. I read. Did you see it? No, I did not. No, I read one thing that didn't make me want to see it, and that is that they skipped over the fact that Sammy Sosa was a member of the White Sox. But then I heard that Cubs fans hated it. Oh really? I'm incredibly petty. I don't know. I just saw like an article. It was like Cub fans were unhappy, you know, with the portrayal and. uh, I heard it was mostly about McGuire and it was like co-starring. I mean, it was McGuire's summer, right? Like Sosa was huge, but McGuire is the one who broke the record. Nationally. I mean, but no, the race was the summer. I think it was both of them. It was, and in Chicago, Sosa was so huge then. I think as necessary as it was 
the thing I was reading about was like, God, these are my exact sentiments. It's like, it was necessary. We needed it, but you do kind of struggle with how do you relive those memories? Like you almost don't look at them as being very real. And some of it didn't pass the smell test at that time. None of it passed the smell test at that time, <laughs> but we needed to look away. Baseball needed to look away, but that's the thing. It's like, how do we vilify those two without vilifying every member of MLB who just pretended it wasn't happening for the ratings. Yeah. They were pretty desperate, right? With the strike and everything. Yeah. I had checked out that thing. Uh, it worked on me. That's kind of when I came back to baseball because I was bummed after that strike. I saw Albert Bell say today that he had a, a better year than Sammy and it was totally clean, but I don't know if I would believe. Yeah. I think he Albert said, no, <laughs> he said no asterisks. I'm like, no asterisks. We had a little, can I, can I talk about it? We had a little technical difficulty. You're back home now. We, uh, you are literally yeah, back home. home. My phone died. I'm sorry. Happened. It's, like, it's embarrassing though. What happens is I forget cause I can charge it in the car, but I can't, I use my headphones for better sound on the, mm-hmm. on the cast. And it's because of that unwavering commitment to your fans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we weren't able to finish the recording that way. Cause you're like, I, I wanted my phone better. charged up. All good. Those things happen all of the time. I got the 10% left, and I was like, I'm good for a little bit. I wasn't. That last dime, man. It, you need like a 5% warning, 2% warning. So we're about to shut it off. <laughs> this is it. Say your final words. Can, can, can you like one last emoji? Can I just send one emoji, please? I don't know which one I would send to convey the situation. And it also, the thing about iPhones is they save enough battery to tell you that the battery's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which is annoying. It's, you know what I mean? Like every time you try and turn it back on, like it powers up enough. It's like, couldn't I just use that? I know it's dead. Why couldn't I have that? Exactly. Fucking one more. Reserve. It's embarrassing though when you, uh, when it dies on you out in public. Now I'm like, hey, do you mind plugging this in behind the bar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> awkward request. When you're looking for juice. Like, listen, you don't have to do this, but I am going to be tipping you in a little bit. So it's up to you. You might want to act like this doesn't bother you so much. You think people are going to be more, um, more friendly in Poco or, or <laughs> less friendly because they got to be, uh, they got to be worried about the, the V. I mean, I, that's a perfect excuse not to do anything, right? Oh, I can't really touch your phone. Hey, totally get that. No problem. Not going to hang out up. Goes. Yeah, right. It's not going to be any socializing, young man. You do the show, get home. To quote the movie that we referenced earlier, Bull Durham. <laughs> no lollygagging. You don't lollygag after the show. Or lollygag to the show. Because, dude, a, we used to lollygag. Uh, I'm all about the lollygag. Sometimes the best part about comedy is the lollygag. That's why I got into it for the lollygagging. I'm a lollygagger. What if we just started using the word lollygag instead of hang out like that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I get into comedy for the hang. <laughs> I mean, change the name of the podcast right now. Lollygagging? It's called lollygagging with Pat and Jim. <laughs> and people want to ask us what we do it's lollygag oh we went from not using that word to only using that word 
Where do you think that came from? It's the, it, the etymology of <laughs> lollygag. It's is short for logagalicious. Logagacious. <laughs> What's the... Uh, how would you spell lollygag? I mean, that I got. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-L-Y-G-A-G. For sure, right? Mm-hmm. One word? Yeah. Are, you, are you hyphen it? It's one word. Yeah. It's a Y. You don't put an I in there. Someone's going to try and put an I in there, a little heart over the I. It seems like it makes sense <laughs> for lollygag, but it's not. It's a Y. See what That's we get. right up there with the, uh, would you put that in with like a, not roughhousing, but th- those old school. Yeah, roughhousing. I think so. Toomey's got a good bit about that. Just going off and using those words. <laughs> Um, to dawdle or dally. <laughs> to dawdle or dally. That'd be great if the definition of dally is to lollygag. <laughs> it is a great word. So it's in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm using the uh, Merriam-Webster online dictionary, so I don't know. You know, they're not confined to pages. They've got a whole internet at their disposal. They may put all kinds of shit in there. I want to start talking more old school to my kids. Yeah. You know, like throw in like a lickety split. If you're not down here in two shakes of a lamb's tail. <laughs> lickety split was ruined by a bachelor party I went to. Oh, it was like the signature move. I know the move. It fogs the glasses. Oh, boy. Oh, man. You paid extra? <laughs> <laughs> you got issues. No, it was my party. I didn't want to. All right, show's over. But I'm going to do some <laughs> some consulting over here. Some one-offs. If anyone wants to meet with me individually. <laughs> like Some one-offs. I'm done teaching the class. If any of you idiots need a tutor, <laughs> I'll meet you in the corner. Look at these split. <laughs> oh, man. I, I saw people were going to Vegas already. Is it time? I mean, I guess. See what yeah. happens. I got an email today saying that they, uh, like, like an offer for the first time. I forgot how clear my inbox is without offers to go to casinos all the time. Oh, yeah. A little roll the dice package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two free nights. You Let the gambling be- the begin the minute you leave your door. <laughs> I love that. I've had my fortunes change in the Las Vegas airport on the way home from a trip. Oh yeah. I had like a bad, you know, just like a, I'd lost. And then I like hit a jackpot in the Las Vegas airport. That is <laughs> like, it's embarrassing that you even got to that point, but at the same point it's redemptive. You know, I respect you as a, as a gambler. I'm not a gambler, but I know that you are. And I respect your skills. I didn't know that you guys, the degenerates the, the still use the word jackpot. <laughs> it was a slot machine. <laughs> What would you call it, Pat? No, I love it. It's still Jack- a jackpot. <laughs> jackpot. That's another. I'm gonna start saying jackpot too. I wasn't lollygagging around the airport. <laughs> I was hitting jackpots, lickety split. <laughs> Which one were you playing? The Wheel of Fortune one? Of course, it's the only one. That's the one I picture at the Vegas airport. My- so prominent. It's all you hear. And I'm always in that same quarter. Actually, my favorite. Uh, and my favorite just airport random moment on the Vegas trip was uh, a couple of guys who were Pat McGann fans. 
We have like oh a my. 6 a.m. flight home. Oh, I remember that. And they were so some... nice. They were great dudes, a couple South Siders. But they were like, it took about 30 seconds until I'm like, what's wrong here? And they're like, yeah, we just pulled an all-nighter and just came straight from the club. <laughs> we're they were to, wrecked. We're waiting to board a 6 a.m. flight. And they're like, you guys want a beer? No, thank you. I remember that, dude. Yeah, we had like just woken up. <laughs> it's like 5 a.m. Hating life. And those guys were, they woke us up, though. Oh, my God. They had they good were, energy. Like, dancing to the music in the airport. Like, it was, it was awesome. Were we doing a week at Brad's then? Yeah, we were. So is Brad's open now? I think they're reopening soon. I don't think they are yet, but I think, uh, I think you know, they're targeting July. About that time. Yeah, man. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, you're home with the family. Enjoy. Go, what are you guys having for dinner? We are going to have... Um, what are we having? Tacos, I think? And a boy. Tacos Monday. Taco Monday. We have tacos on Monday so that when I say we're having tacos, it's on the podcast that's released on Tuesdays. It's all... <laughs> So it is really... Again, for your fans. We have to take the bullet and do it a day early. The lengths you're willing to go through. Thank you, everyone, everybody. for listening. We're always going to ask you to review us. We appreciate the reviews. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Call your sons. Call your daughters. (laughs) Call your sons. Call your daughters. Oh, man. What a way to wrap it up. All right, buddy. Have a great night. You too, man. Take care.